Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry? I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. This is the Abby Normal Podcast, here to tell you that you're weird and that's normal. My name is Atia Rashada, and I am a mother of two. And yes, I did go to mother first. Um, <laughs> I'm working on myself. But I, yeah, the project manager at Laney College. I'm very passionate about education and wellness. I am a friend of Abby. <laughs> so we see each other on back to school night. We do, and... don't we? We do. And now I have the privilege of being in this cool space with you. Thank you for awesome. being here. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, we sounded so professional. So professional. moms at school events that look all cool and casual, like put together and gorgeous, but not snobby and judgy. Or if you don't have kids, I'm sure you can picture this person at work. Well, that's Atia. She has a 28-year-old daughter, Layla, and a 12-year-old daughter, Nasra. And I wanted to know how that age gap happened. And also, how do you get to be so cool? Born in Berkeley. Bay Area girl. Um, Bay Area girl. Love it. I don't want to leave. You don't, you don't have to leave. I don't want to, but like, I want to secure, like, I want to have, like, a space out here. Sometimes I'm, th- I'm in my apartment and I'm like, you know, the right move or the wrong move for me. And, like, I'm having to move out of that apartment. You mm-hmm. know, I don't own it. I don't, like, so there's, like, and I'm yeah. always at that brink of holding it to on, right? Yeah, so, yeah. So I um, also am thinking, okay, if I can find a little home that requires a lot, a little bit of love it might be in a pocket of a little bit of madness, but mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. decent-ish, hopefully Street. becoming decent yeah. air. Yeah. I would try to get that. You know, it's just that, um, I mean, priced out, but so that's enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, it's it's crazy expensive. Like, I mean, and the thing is, if you have two people, it's so easy to outprice me. So I can get out bid like that. And I'm like, oh, there's a lot of partners getting places. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that, I'm going to do this because it makes me feel more secure. Go right? ahead. Yeah. <laughs> She's putting on lip gloss right now. <laughs> my dad is around. He's from San Diego. My mom's from Princeton, New Jersey. My mom passed 2013. Mm-hmm. And my dad is has a huge family, like eight of them. Okay. Mostly boys. And so they are out here. They all moved up. And so they're all out here. So do you get to see your uncles and stuff very often? Yeah, I used to. But, you know, now, now that, you know, I'm the cousin and all the cousins are like my age, you yeah. know. <laughs> very young um, <laughs> extremely young no, I'm kidding. um they they're all living their lives so it's difficult yeah to get to link up but i do remember i have a lot of fun memories of the holidays like christmas and stuff and everyone being together you know and do you just, have brothers and sisters I do. i'm the only girl i have three brothers i have a um, oh wow a brother 11 years older than me and then um i have a brother one year above me and one year below me so we had stair steps I'm very close to my younger brother. Like, we were like twins growing up. I Mm -hmm. love him so much. And then, you know, after he started having his own family when we were in our 20s and stuff, all this drama happened. And he ended up kind of being away from the family with her. And I... That happens. It happened. Mm -hmm. You know, and I kind of... We lost touch. But now we're just recently getting back. Cool. Because he was always like, you know... He used to let me paint his toenails. I mean, come on. It's like my best brother, right? (laughs) And then... And my other brothers were pretty close, like Harlan, who's a year older than me. He's like the jock. He was always really smart and, and the jock, very popular, 
didn't seem like a womanizer, but always had a lot of women uh-huh. like wanting him. And I just yeah, was yeah. a dork, but he was like really cool and like a football player and everything. And then Muhammad, my younger brother, who lives out in Lathrop, Hawaii. So they can afford, they have like yeah. a really nice house, right? Yeah. So you were second from the youngest. Yeah. Do you feel like the baby of the family? No, I feel like, you know, no, because I had to be like, I always had like kind of a spirit of my brothers dominated for sure. Like if there was a vote, cause if more boys to girls, like they, if they wanted right. to watch sports, we had one TV in our mm-hmm. house, you know, modest living. And then we lived with my mom, my parents divorced when I was five. And so they would often dominate in ways like that. Yeah. Or we want to go here, you know? So then, so then I learned I had to speak up. And so, you know, I was like a boy to myself around them, right? I didn't know that I was like really a girl. So I would be like tough and, you know, and hitting them back and getting beat up. But I always would state what I, so I've never had an issue with that because I just thought I was supposed to. What's little Atia like in middle school? I was so awkward. Really? Yeah. Like I was just like, I didn't fit into any group. I was like cool with everybody, but uh-huh. I didn't have like a group. I had a, my awkward friend, me and Janine Malafronte, uh-huh. who came up to like my armpits. <laughs> All my like best friends in life have always been extremely short. I don't know why. I was <laughs> How tall are you? I'm like 5'10", almost 11 now. But yeah. My IDs all say 5'9 and a half. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I was when I first got my license, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's just like how I don't change my weight. So. I'm not changing <laughs> Same. Please. Same. So did you get your height early? I did, and it was awkward. You were, like, tall and I thin. I was tall and thin and, like, just gangly. And, like, I would like guys, and then they'd go after my friend with all the curves. Like, it was just – I was not – I had the, no swagger, no coolness. Like, I, I think about some of the things I used to wear to school, and I'm like, you actually wore that to school? Like, <laughs> so I was kind of that awkward kid, and I, you know, and I kind of wanted to be cool, but I would secretly look at all the pretty girls who had, like, the cool clothes because their parents cared about them being fashionable. My parents were asking me about it. Like, that was yeah. not a thing fashionable come on you have clothes right <laughs> exactly that's kind of cute that's you know if we're going here but no. and they're clean and so they're clean. that's what you get that's what you get <laughs> but girls would have i can tell your mom cares about that you like guest jeans uh-huh. and like you'd have the guest and you have the nikes you have the whole matching outfits and i'd be like just wearing clothes but yeah. i was a cali girl i was really relaxed i didn't yeah. care but I, I would notice it and you know those are the guys those are the girls that got the guy's attention so you had your daughter layla early in life yes yeah 15. and how was that <clears throat> tough because my family essentially so I had one girl cousin my age and she was like really really smart I was smart too but she got credit for being really really smart and like oh you're like oh you're so sweet and you're such a pretty girl you're like this the sweet one but I wasn't sweet I was just like quiet quiet you're right which so is not we, the same thing. not the same thing so they didn't know that she and I were very much alike when I got pregnant I became the failure of the Aww. two <laughs> and it was like my whole family talked about it my girl everyone was just like so disappointed in me and like I could my one of my cousins who's a guy said yeah everyone's saying like oh that's a, I can't believe it is pregnant I can't believe, which you know I get to some degree but I wish he had never told me that yeah I was like right. my whole family was like talking yeah. about my like back yeah. a little bit it was like it was that's pretty harsh. devastating yeah yeah I don't know but something maybe the boy that I thought I was growing up helped me out because I just mm-hmm. I just moved forward yeah and right so I didn't dwell in any of that I yeah. didn't I just went on about my life and was was your mom really helpful or was she really mad? <laughs> Mahasin, let me tell you, Mahasin is lightweight psychic. She has a, a, some extra senses to her. Like, so she's just on, on another wavelength. This is your mom. This is my mom. Like, mm-hmm. she's just on, like, on a totally, uh, another wavelength. But she, no. I didn't actually, when I became pregnant, we, we got into it. And I I wouldn't even want her to because we didn't mm-hmm. have the strongest relationship. Mm-hmm. Growing up, I felt like maybe she didn't treat me fairly or I don't mm-hmm. know. So we had it drama that we hadn't sorted through. And I was kind of scarred a little bit so I wouldn't even have like left Layla with her or anything I never asked mm-hmm. her for anything mm-hmm. 
you know, and... Did you stay living with her? I did. Oh, except for mm-hmm. under her roof. Mm-hmm. And me in her presence with a baby. <laughs> <laughs> and she would do sweet things, like, she'd make dinners and make, you know, make sure food, like, good food was there and stuff like that, you know, but, um, she was clear that this is your baby and she didn't let me go to continuation school like all my other... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, all my other friends who I met that had children, because uh-huh. I was at Berkeley High, where, where they had a, a, ch- a daycare where you can go to... And I went to go to the continuation school. I was like, I can finish early. Like, I can go with my friends. And she didn't let me. So I ended up going to adult school, actually. Oh, okay. She wouldn't let me. I, I, I did okay in high school, but I couldn't focus. I don't know why. I would do really good one semester, not good another. Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't really feel supported. So, you know, I just felt like I was drifting there. And, yeah, I went and finished up at adult school. And I um, ended up getting to UC Berkeley because my dad tells me, oh, um, one of Harlan, my, old, my brother, one of his friends was like, oh, yeah, I just got to UC Berkeley. Oh, there's this woman. She's the best woman to talk to. She'll tell you exactly what you have to do. And I went and met with her. And she was like, um, just do your I get see from the, this whole, uh, the classes you have to take, the girl, you know, and she's like, you just have to get like a B average in every class. You know, I had to repeat a couple classes, but I ended up doing that. Uh-huh. When I when I saw a pathway clearly mapped out right. in front of me, I was able to get on it. But it's difficult to kind of just make that up in your own mind. Yeah. But seeing a pathway, I think, does wonders. Because, you know, if Absolutely. I check that box, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. So I did that. And then and then that's when I got to Berkeley. And that's when I started thinking about life. Like, on a real level, I'm like, okay, I have a being I have to provide for. Right. But I was staying in the UC. Everything just happened. I was staying at UC Berkeley, how, like, the, the housing there. Oh, the awesome. Village. So I just kind of, th- steps were being laid out as I was moving forward. So I just kept moving forward. Yeah. So I was able to do that and then got my first job, moved to Alameda. What's your degree in? Amer- American Studies. <laughs> what? What is it's that? It's so general. <laughs> what? I can't study America? <laughs> no, it's like, it really started out as... Uh, communications major, okay. Mass communication, basically. Yeah, communications yeah. major, but it was impacted. I had a couple of semesters that weren't so great. It was either going to put me into a whole another year, or I could take the classes that I want, meld them together th- that I had, meld them together, create an emphasis, and put it under American Studies. Okay, got it. <laughs> and get you out of there. And get me out of there. And that's exactly <laughs> what I did. So it wasn't as lovely, and I and community. I was probably wasn't ready to, to hold that GPA for communications. So right, I just had a right. lot going on in life. Yeah, having, so, a, having a little one at home is tough. It's tough, right? Yes, it's very tiring. Yeah. So after having Layla at 15, Atia found her path forward. But where does the path take her next? So how did NAS come about? How did we decide <laughs> we were going to do that? <laughs> How do we decide we're going to do that? I mean, I know that the technicalities. No, I know. Although I want to forget. No, I'm just, I, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No, you know, we actually met. So I have a, we have a, a mutual friend. Have you heard of Guapale? Nope. She's a singer. She's from Oakland. Mm-hmm. You know, not too long ago, she was kind of buzzing and then she moved mm-hmm. to LA. And so she kind of still does her thing, but she definitely blew up over a song called Closer okay. out here. And then she just became really popular from that point on. She had a birthday party and I went because my close friends that's how I knew her. They, they were like family to her. And so we'd all be around each other growing up. And then Justin was there. Uh, my friend thought Justin was cute. And I didn't really, you know? And so, yeah, it just so happened that he ended up doing cartwheels with Layla and real sweet. And it took me the longest time to get it. And so I, we ended up exchanging numbers. And mm-hmm. then I, ne- you know, eventually I answered the phone because I didn't know that I was really, I wasn't really, it wasn't totally my type. I'll be honest with you. What is your type? Um, I, now I don't, now it's more of a, a feeling back then. I liked more like, I like dark hair. I like more dark. I never went for like super lighter complexions and I just always was attracted to Burley. I really like people who are intelligent. Like yeah, the, right. the man, if he, he can talk to me and he doesn't just sound like a chump or he yeah. has something to say that piques my interest. I, I always, that goes a long way. 
We were young, you know, like, mm-hmm. so early, like 20s, <laughs> like 20 maybe. We dated off and on for 12 years, young, dumb, hurting each other, back and forth, doing dumb things. But I wasn't super ready for a relationship. I kind of had been with the love of my life who started seeing some other girl who happened <gasps> to be one of those really beautiful girls from from, no. from uh, middle school. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he started messing with her and everyone was telling me. Aww. So, you know, anyway. We had broken up, but I knew, I was like, gosh, you're probably never going to come back to me now. And so that was that. But yeah, so I didn't, I wasn't looking for that. And anyway, but it happened. Okay. So you dated for a long time. What'd you say? Like 10 years or something? Like 12. 12 years? 12 off and on. Like no joke. Crazy, right? Yes. It's it's so long. Why didn't, why didn't you get married? You like weren't interested in that? So I'm not going to lie. I'm probably, I would say right now, I, I might have done it, but Justin didn't believe in marriage and his mom ah. didn't, didn't believe in marriage. They don't believe in marriage, but I also think his mom didn't believe in marriage because she didn't want her son to get married. She was, he was, they were like this. Uh-huh. BFF. And BFFs. And there were times I had to kind of go like this so, mm-hmm. because she was like, I'm that woman, you know? And I, ne- mm-hmm. it was always awkward for me because I was like, I don't want to have to compete with your mother. Like we're two different. I could never be your mom. I might've done it just because I was young and I might not have thought it sure totally through but yeah he didn't believe in it and i wasn't i was never like i said i also did wasn't disney mm-hmm. even though i watched mm-hmm. disney i probably because i had brothers i was a tomboy so i never felt like oh i need marriage was never yeah like oh i need a wedding i I've never been dreaming of dreams. my dress and da, 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 that whole thing like i never had them one day in my life yeah ever like so i just felt like if i give someone i'll love them because it'll be the most amazing connection mm-hmm. but i never felt like you know yeah the kind of carpet for horse i gotta get married and i have to have this i never felt that way mm-hmm. and you know, I'm not saying that's better. But Did you live together? We both always had our own place. Mm-hmm. And then when I became pregnant with Nas, we cohabitated. We still had some issues. So, And I think it's also because it was fear of a little bit of this big step that we both created. Yeah. Sp- like he actually would make comments like that was his intention at times. You uh-huh. know? And so I was like, so we both created and we both knew I got out of my birth control. So we both knew what we were doing in one of our like loving moments. We would have these bubbles of it and then we, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then bubble and then, and so we, you know, and so that's kind of how Nas came about. And it, it was just a mess, though. There were so many loopholes in our relationship that, yeah. Anyway, we cohabitated for a minute. I didn't go back to work because I was, mm-hmm. I felt, it, I literally did this the wrong way. It was the day I was supposed to come back to work. And I called my manager. I'm like, I just, you know, I called her probably the day before. And I was like, I can't, you know, I'm just like, and kind of vintage her. Like, I, yeah. you know, I, this isn't, I'm scared to do this. I don't know if I want to do this. I don't know if I can do this. But I had all this pressure, his mom and everything. Like, okay, move together. You guys can get a different place, you know, mm-hmm. go back to work. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't do it, but his every it was him and his, you know they all saw this kind of had this is what we'll be doing our next step was and I could not do it. Mm-hmm. I could, and we had gone and looked at places like oh we rent this house or can we you know we thought about things and I chose Nas and I chose me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I and I was kind of miserable in that situation anyway because I couldn't live under it. Yeah, I'm not that built that way for too long, you know, because I would feel di- too disrespectful, like I was disrespecting myself. Yeah. So you didn't go back to work. Yeah. Did you guys stay living together? For a minute. Or? For a minute we <laughs> stayed living together. And then we didn't. And then we, he went back to, he was, we were supposed to leave, he was supposed to leave his place. We were supposed to go find, a, we were in the process of finding a place. Got it. So I changed the plan, but I, I feel like I got reamed for it, but really no one was looking at it the way I was, I was just mm-hmm. trying to be with my daughter, you know? I, I mean, I feel like that is not a unique situation whatsoever. Okay. Like, I feel like most moms at three or four months old feels that way. Like, yes. it's it's completely insane that yeah. we have to leave our child Crazy. who can't speak, can't like, can't speak defend can't. themselves. Yeah. 
That's that's exactly. And I think there's a lot of what you're talking about, which is like the deadline is looming. Mm -hmm. You have to go back, and it's like the day of. You're like, I can't. I can't. Exactly. (laughs) I cannot do it. Cannot do it. And I knew in that moment I was not. So So did you get to stay home with her for very long? I stayed home with her for. So here's here's why I say things kept unfolding for me because one, Mm -hmm. I was like, I didn't know how I was going to support myself, right? Yeah. And when I tell you things were unfolding for me, there was a really new HR woman, right? (laughs) <laughs> this is like no one knows her name I'll never t- I can't say where I work because I don't want to cover that her but she let me claim because I filed for unemployment but I didn't know I had never done unemployment before yeah, yeah. so I got denied they're like you didn't you decided not to come back from. Right. so I was like oh snap like I was thinking the whole time I was going to have that money coming right, in like right. I, I didn't know I was like look they denied me for unemployment so I called her and said they denied me because I d- was I was trying to piece it all together I was naive and then she goes well, yeah, what they said is correct. If you if you quit your job, you are not eligible. If mm-hmm. you decide not to go back, so you made that decision. And she was like, um, do it again. But, you know, she's a little more risky than me. So it was a little fraudulent, but, you know, <laughs> I'm just being a true American. Yeah, that's right. And it's your money. And you it's paid my into money. It. I paid into it. So I'm going to gift myself. Just think of it as being tax-free. I will not tell anyone. Okay. <laughs> 1%. <laughs> I'm a tax-free one percenter in that moment. <laughs> and then, um, so yeah, I, I did it and she okayed it. Good. Awesome. Kid you not. So I Thank got you, HR lady. Thank you, HR lady. <laughs> like when I tell you, like th- that's what I'm saying, like little things were happening. So I went back to school because it turns out when I was working at that job, I told them I had my de- four-year degree from UC Berkeley. I was missing some classes. UC Berkeley will let you graduate without completing it. So oh. I was kind of leaving a little lie, but I needed that job. <laughs> And and my parents let me graduate, graduate, so they thought I was done. I didn't tell anyone I have to come back, and so I just walked and kept walking. But I always had that hanging over me. I finally admitted it to my dad, and then I went back to UC Berkeley. So then NAS is at Clark Care Daycare. Okay, which is on campus. Yes. Awesome. And I'm in school, and then I'm getting a little financial aid. And so and they also help. You can they will give you a little extra money for rent. Like UC Berkeley is, you can get good money there if you're a parent. And so there's a lot of good grants, and then there is good. some loans you can get if you want. And I got both. So I went back and I did that. And then, yeah. And then once I finished that, I um, worked Alameda Unified School District. And then I worked there for a little while. And then I went from there to Girls Inc. And yeah. A lot changed. But, but it, yeah, it's, it was a good job. But I, had, I wasn't honest about that. So I went back and finished my degree. Mm-hmm. So I was just able to, t- these little things were able to help support me. But yeah. if I had no means that I have extra money, but I did have to still ask my dad for money. Right. You know, it It's still pretty awesome how it kind of all lined up I know it's crazy I mean all of it not like (laughs) it's crazy not just Nas and that but no I know it's crazy so yeah well you and Justin seem like you're on the same page as Mm -hmm. far as co-parenting doesn't feel like you know some couples and or ex-couples are like hard to be around like they're weird and you guys are never weird (laughs) no because we're we're, you seem like your friends I try to be I think that's important and it's my intention but there have been like I went on a, I was in a whole other I had a I, you know I've dated but I was in a whole other full on relationship with someone I thought I would marry mm-hmm. in between. It's been over for a very very long yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, like, Just in my heart of hearts. So with the sixteen year age gap, I wanted to know in what way Atia's daughters were different from each other, and was her parenting different? I think she's just like um. I hope I'm not projecting something because Layla was We probably more, are. Oh, definitely am. I know that. I just don't know what it is yet. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I would agree with that. Um, you know, Layla was just more like, she was kind of more, not aggressive, but just, Nas would be kind of like, babe, more babyish. Mm-hmm, she just mm-hmm. had a babyish. Layla was 
itching to find out how to use the washing machine, itching to, she yeah. just wanted to do those things. She yeah. wanted to, Nas is just like, I'll let you wipe my butt forever. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, that's yeah, exaggeration, yeah, yeah. but like, she just would l- let me be yeah. that way. And probably, you know, I was an older parent and I felt like, oh, I'm really parenting. Like I didn't feel awkward going to family events and, and school events. So I, I like really took it to heart and yeah. I was just like, oh, I'm a parent at a normal parent age. Yeah. Right. It, right. Would, it would be so awkward going to events when I was that young, like very uncomfortable. Yeah. And so, um, so I felt like I really liked that. And I probably, yeah, so I probably did yeah. a little. Yeah. Know. You're like, I'm meant to be here. I'm meant to be here. <laughs> you know? See, Look at me. I'm a grown up. Look at me. I'm a grown up. <laughs> you know? And that that's true. And so I, you know, I might have done some shield, shielding her just might, yeah, projection and some things mm-hmm. I'm, I, I carried forward. But she seems delicate to me. She's a lot like her dad, who is a different kind of sensitive than me. I'm mm-hmm. very sensitive mm-hmm. to feelings and I'm very nurturing. I'll go all out of my way. But I sometimes can be, I can be tough on principle, uh-huh. you know? And yeah, yeah. Because I just, it's probably from having brothers, you know, I'm not, it's not mean spirit. It's just like, I just know you kind of got to push through certain things. Right, you know, right. just do this. And and with Nash, she'll be like, you know, a little, she's just different. And yeah. so I might've, I might've, I might've shielded her a little bit. I'm trying to get out of it. <laughs> so with your girls, do you, are you, do you let them get into fashion? Like... Okay. <laughs> So Layla, well, Layla, it's nothing like mine. We have a totally different kind. Uh-huh. You know, she likes pearls. She kind of likes a, a ladyish vibe. Uh-huh. And feminine. Feminine, yeah. yeah. And it kind of can sometimes be a little like a classic kind of a look. Uh-huh. And I, there's nothing classic about my look. Like, if anything, I'll go rocker or I'll go uh-huh. edgy yeah, if I yeah. go classic. And like Nas doesn't give a hoop nanny. She just throws on whatever's clean. She doesn't care. <laughs> and if and if, if, you, if she cares, no one really can tell because she just... <laughs> So I don't know. We're not super, yeah, super. so they're different. They're different. Yeah. Aside from her identity as a mom, is doing some other cool stuff. So what are you getting your master's in? My master's in leadership. And I, I might have to explain that just for one second too, because it's really vague sounding. It's basically how to work with people, but it's organizational leadership. You do get the organizational leadership component of it largely. You learn some coaching. And it's really how to work with people, which is everything. Yeah. So you, you need that no matter what. No matter in. what. Mm-hmm. So you develop, you you know, you study some of the best from all over the world, mm-hmm. different styles of leadership, different ways of leadership, different ways of, to look at leadership as opposed to just a leader. People, someone in a in a leader role may not necessarily practice leadership. Yes. And it is, and it's it also has a beautiful. I didn't necessarily ex- expect this from St. Mary's College, but it has like a there's some kind of a spiritual element which I appreciate, which is just mm-hmm. like treat people well Mm -hmm. like lead with integrity don't lead to be the only one but bring people along and get people involved and there's this yeah you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and like we the one thing that really really got to me is I'd say I was probably my like fifth or sixth module and we started talking about um like like hey you know you do go do research yeah what do you usually when um scientists or people do research they research something that has happened in the past and then they kind of sort of say okay this is what we can do differently to create a different outcome potentially right so there's something called action research, which has been developed by people in need. If you're in a community that has a need, oh, we don't have running water, who do you, how do you organize, mm-hmm. how do you hold people accountable, how do you develop a system to get things accomplished outside of waiting for someone else to do it? Mm-hmm. How do you even mm-hmm. get things started? Get it to where it's lobby, get it to where it's a, a yeah. bill, you know? Yeah, like yeah. How do you move people and how right. do you move things forward? And it, and I was like, wow. And, then, and And so it's a shift from thinking we are researching these people in this community and this is how they've been been how they've been over the past 10 years to integrating and researching with doing that within your own community right so it opens a door from 
kind of that feeling of othering. It's always someone else looking mm-hmm. at you through the magnifying glass to say, this is who I am, where we are, what we need, and how we can get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's really awesome. And I have the power. I have the power. And we have the power. We have the power. <laughs> right. To it, do it's something about it. It's beautiful to me. Yeah. So it's been, it's been a lovely experience. It's been a lot of growth. It's awkward, you know? Yeah. It can be awkward because you can be talking about race, and I'm like the only black woman there. I'm like, <laughs> everyone looks at me, and I'm like, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I have to? You know? But like, I get called, you know, it's, and then, you know, and then we have, a, it's, but, there's another guy there who's who's African American. He's biracial, but he doesn't really talk about it a lot. And I don't either. But everyone expects me to. Yeah. So how do you handle it? It's so awkward. <laughs> I'm like in there with like a tall, blonde hair, blue eyed, white male cop who looks like a classic cop, and we're talking about all this stuff. And I'm just like, oh my god, this is so like weird <laughs> for me right now. And he happens to be one of the coolest people ever. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, gosh, it kind of seems like we represent these two like opposing forces. Yeah. So whenever we have to talk about things, and the thing about hybrids online, I like it because I can hide behind a computer. Re- and yes, I can be in yes. my PGs. Uh-huh. But you know, I can be anywhere typing. Yeah. Right? But everything's for everyone to see. The beauty in that is like, you you're, you you got to be you responsibly. Yeah. And like, just imagine that, you know, like you can turn in whatever you want to your teacher and only they see it. Uh-huh. But if you have to, that like, to me, that's powerful. Like yeah. that's real truth, right? Yeah. If you can express yourself safely and that's a, a big part of the leadership too is like ha- non-violent communication is what they yeah. call it so. that's hard what did you say be yourself responsibly yeah I'm not, I, <laughs> that's look, hard right it's a right i feel like you err one way or the other like you're either fully yourself and you're pissing off everyone mm-hmm. i should speak for myself no, check that <laughs> or you're like dimming your light and not being yourself and you feel constrained that's so kind of more for me. <laughs> That's kind of more my default. Yeah. Got you. Yeah, it's true. And to, to, I mean, just to be successful out in the world and in yes. your career, you have to zip your lips a you little bit. You have to zip your lips a little bit. You kind of have to fit in somewhere, right? Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. <laughs> so like what you're doing, you're carving out a path for yourself. And that's why I think it's like, oh, girl, just like, it's yeah. amazing. Carve I mean, there a there path. is a certain, again, I've only just begun, but there's a certain amount of freedom. I'm saying mm-hmm. whatever the hell I yeah, want. And then I can I put it, it out there. And if you don't like it, don't, don't fucking, fucking listen, listen to it. Yes. <laughs> for you sweetheart i wasn't talking to you exactly it's not meant for you right i love that that's powerful to me that's powerful it's a hard balance though yeah i know yeah yeah. what what, so can i ask you some questions yeah go okay so what (laughs) i'm a hard balance what do you mean by that like what do you mean by it's a hard balance with the like the podcast and then sort of yeah the podcast is easy because again i'm just saying whatever i want but i mean like at work um, you know, you want people to like you. Yeah. You want to, like you were talking earlier mm-hmm. about building relationships. Mm-hmm. That's how you get things done at work, right? Mm-hmm. So how do you build relationships and be mm-hmm. respectful and be inclusive and also be yourself yeah. and say what you really mean yeah. and, you know, not dumb it down. Not dumb it down, <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. That's- yeah. Yeah. Okay. I follow you. Follow yeah. You and especially because I think that it is important that we all bring our authentic selves. But there's lots of things about our authentic selves that are offensive to other they, people. There sure are. <laughs> there sure are. So if we can't temper and filter. Yeah. So problem. you have to figure out what are you willing to temper exactly. and filter and what are you not willing exactly. to. So. And you know what's interesting about that? Like I have someone that I know. This individual <laughs> can't quite like do that. Like they, like there are mm-hmm. people who don't yeah. really know how to like filter. No. So are you single and ready to mingle now? Beyond. <laughs> I'm feeling a little dry around, you know. Like, 
when I was in this master's program, I didn't want to date though because I don't know how to manage my shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I feel someone emotionally finish messes that. me. Finish that. Yes. If I'm dealing with some trauma of any kind of the heart of any kind, I'm gonna be like staring at stuff like I can't read this, I can't focus. Yeah. It really gets to me, so I didn't even want to put myself out there. Yeah. Okay, that's smart. Mm-hmm. So now you have a countdown like, damn, like, on the market. On the mark. <laughs> we have like sirens going. <laughs> confetti. Shoot. So you told me that you're really passionate about wellness. Yes. Yeah. So that partly stems from my mother always kind of bringing in some like Eastern mysticism or just being like kind of, you know, she traveled the world a lot. So she had all these ideas and beautiful artifacts. And I, I often wish she would have taken me with her. Like we could have just yeah. been with us, but never really got along. And so, um, so she did all the, you know, she knew a lot. I could never take from her that she, like you could sit down to talk to her and she would know what you're she would know way too much about what you're what's uh-huh. going on like it would be uncanny and she could sense things if you didn't tell her and so she was just you know she's known in the family for having this like gift and so she cared about like it made me think about beyond the surface you know how you mm-hmm. can think mm-hmm. about things and perceptions and different ways just different ways of, of living being and um and she always kept us her, her, herb everything was herbal you gotta be bleeding out the ear to go to the doctor so like uh-huh. I, I was a lot of alternative thinking and ways right. of living you know, it was kind of like a hip, she was kind of hip, really hippie-ish, mm-hmm. I guess would be a good yeah. comparison. So I learned about that. And then I realized a lot of my other friends didn't have that. So I always was naturally thinking about things and looking at things differently. And uh, and I just think that I was able to draw on those experiences for strength mm-hmm. and for examples of things, you know. And I, I'm i glad I was able to because I have in no way had like an easy road. Like it's, I, and I can't say I had one at all, you know, but it, I was able to. I always had a strong faith or foundation mm-hmm. and I was never particularly religious. Like my parents were Muslim, you know, they were like orth- Orthodox. So not like any 5% or anything really crazy and fanatical. They were just like, anyone can be a Muslim and it's just peace. The, the me- Islam literally means peace. And so they, you know, they kind of came with that, but I had a different, you know, I questioned it early mm-hmm. on, you know, I was always a thinker and I was like, this doesn't feel like where I want to be as a woman. You know, I get it for you men. This probably is the bomb. Like you <laughs> love this as a man, but as a woman, I, I have a hard time putting myself in that. You know what I mean? So I challenged it and I, I just, you know, I, I don't know. I reached out. I, I, yeah, I just, I was always curious and, and, and inspired by things around me. And did your parents support you asking questions about it? No, or... my mom would basically tell me I'm going to hell. Yeah. Like literally. You're going to mm-hmm. go to hell if you don't cover your hair. And I'd be like, well, but God gave me hair. Why, mom? Why would I have hair? Your hair is your covering. My hair is my covering. <laughs> what the heck? That's how I feel. Yes, exactly. Where were you when I <laughs> So, you know, I couldn't like ascribe to a lot of the things about women, you know, you know, you, if you were in your period, you couldn't like pray. Mm. Like it was considered like almost like it was dirty, mm-hmm. you know, like you couldn't go into the prayer room, mm-hmm. like things like that. You kind of always would be behind the men, the men be, and I get that if we're going to battle because by far you can out swing me and I'll, with a bunch yeah. of other men. Mm-hmm. But I just think in general, like. Things like, and then you could have more than one wife. Some people did do that, even mm-hmm. though that wasn't common. They would hide it because it was supposed to be more of a, you know, um, just not so radical kind of mm-hmm. practice. But mm-hmm. where we went, but yeah, I don't know. I just it didn't. I got a lot of my foundation from it, and I'm thankful yeah. for it. But I just consider myself spiritual and not religious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I was raised Christian, and there's a whole lot of that patriarchy business yeah, know, in Christianity I know, I know. too. I know that we didn't avoid that so yeah there's a lot of that again I like how you put it it's like I kept 
the foundation. Yes. Um, those things I learned yes. that have certainly sustained me yes. in mm-hmm. hard times. Yes. Um, and then left some of the bullshit behind. Okay, I don't think she gave me enough to be able to emulate her casual, cool style. But if you want some unfiltered Atia Rashada, look her up. She's got a podcast about health and wellness. This track is Leaving Babylon by Zepherm. <laughs>